So excited to share Ready Set Real Estate presents the new live webinar series launching third Saturday of each month. The schedule is up on Eventbrite for the entire year. So join me on March 16th, 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern for our next topic, repair negotiations, seller and buyer credits. Learn what credits are and how to reduce your out-of-pocket cost on repairs, down payment, closing costs, and interest rates. Register at Ready, Set, Real Estate Webinars dot eventbrite dot com. Again, that's Ready, Set, Real Estate Webinars dot eventbrite dot com. Use promo code podcast to save $5 off registration. Space is limited. I'll see you on the other side. You are listening to a special segment on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Mature audience is advised. and excited about this show. This is a special show, a special segment. I think very timely in terms of being it being Black History Month and wonderful things happening that we are witnessing nationwide. I want to first say I thank my family. I thank my family, my friends for supporting my growth this show and new supporters for contributing and sharing and let people knowing what we are doing with Ready, Set, Real Estate. You are listening to us live on Facebook where we are available on radio podcasts everywhere, including Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, Stitcher, Overcast. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We, what does that mean? We have access to a listening audience of over 5 million car dashboards internationally. What does that mean? Mobile University. That's what we're doing. Mobile University. We are learning right from the technology in the palm of our hands or when we are driving and commuting in our day-to-day lives. So I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in and being excited about what we are doing. I want to first do a special dedication, and I, 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 I'm, I have to do this. I have to do this. I want to do a special dedication to my uncle. This is my ancestor, Uncle Manuel. Rest in power, family, for you are the first man at age 11 I knew how to wait, cut, and count. I knew how to wait, cut, and count, respect the dollar, because it will later then work for me. I want to say thank you for providing for our family by any means necessary. And yes, it was not the conventional way, but you made sure bills got paid. And you did that all in a wheelchair when you took a bullet to your neck that left you paralyzed for the next 11 years of your life. 
So I want to say thank you because most people don't know that. You don't know my background. You don't know my lineage. But I have to say this. I am honored for my, my, my roots. I am honored for being here in this moment. And my uncle has been my guiding post leading me here. So you have supported the village and we have all called on you. May your name forever live on through our mouths. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yo, without further ado, <laughs> without further ado, I introduce to you Tariq Bay and his partner, founding partner, John Gathers. They are two native sons of South Carolina who is revolutionizing the cannabis industry with an informative smoke and grow rich tour for all interested entrepreneurs, tourists, and stoners. Yeah, I said that, and stoners. Tariq Bay, a former executive of, of the publicly traded tech company, entrepreneur and real estate investor partners, John Gathers, a financial consultant to large and small construction companies, now advise community farmers. That's right. We're talking about agricultural real estate on ready, set real estate and small businesses on how to navigate their way into the explosive cannabis and hemp industry with like minds and forward thinking ideas. Bay and Gathers decided to partner up and form the Smoke and Grow Rich Consultants LLC. What does that mean? They are now here and available to connect, educate, empower us with some information on cannabis and farming health. Brothers, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, we good, Lisa. We good. Good. Wonderful. Good wonderful. I, you know, I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm going to steal that one. <laughs> this, is, this is so exciting. So, oh, you see, I'm so hyped already. You know, the way I opened this show, I had it all mapped out. I said, you know what? I get to pay honor to an ancestor. And you know what? Dedicate to this show. De dedicate this show not just to my ancestor, to all the brothers and sisters that are serving time for uh, moving weight, weed, cannabis, and we know uh, that the racial disparities still exist, even though with the growing legalization of marijuana. So I am a master student here. I feel like I have master teachers before me that will educate me on what I need to do know about this and not just me, but our listening audience who are curious because as a real estate professional, I do get the phone call saying you got a vacant building, you got some land, <laughs> what can we do with it? So I think I will, uh, you know, I, I mean, you guys are partners. So I feel like you know how to tag team off of each other very well, better than I know how. So Tariq, John, who would like to uh, impart your words first, <laughs> impress your words first? Yeah, I, 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 I think I'll open it up. Um, so, yeah, so the Smoke and Grow Rich tour, man, that that came about when you know me, me, I like you know, it's my brother, man. We we, we were sitting out, we was having some conversations, and um, we've been seeing a whole, we've seen a shift. This I, I like to call this a, a economic shift. Uh, Absolutely. Right now, and. 
you starting to see something. Like, I mean, my, in my lifetime, I've seen a black president. You know what I'm saying? Right. And now I'm seeing cannabis being made uh, legal. And so I'm like, this is like, this This feels like the Matrix. I'm like, what's going mm -hmm. on? And for us to be sitting on the sidelines and not participating, I think is a travesty. Main, for the main fact that we've seen a lot of our friends, family members uh, b being arrested and persecuted for this plant for years. I mean, for years, decades. Crazy, crazy amounts of time for for this drug, man, and now it's being made legal, and we're not benefiting. We're not. We're not seeing any, any. Uh, you know, we're not seeing any money off of that, and I think that's a travesty. Now, not, not, and I want to say this for those in the industry who who've laid the groundwork for this, uh, for this, for this, uh, for this new, uh, new age of cannabis being legal. These people actually have risk their lives, they put everything in jeopardy. I mean, come on, man, you gotta have balls to open up a storefront and yeah. get weed out of it and, yeah. and hoping the federal government don't kick in your doors and haul you off to prison. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So we, we, we cannot take away from what they have done. I mean, they have, they've actually laid the legislation in these different states and put their lives on the line. So we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not taking anything away from them as far as that. But what we're saying is, okay, now that this is the industry, let us take, you know, let's let's make it diverse. Let's 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 take this thing to a whole another level. So me and my uh me and my brother, we came up with an idea. Let's say, hey man, because we wanted to get into the business ourselves. Like, yo, how do we right. do it? How do we open a dispensary? There are no books on this. This is the <laughs> industry. You can't you can't right. go to Amazon and get a book on this. You know what I'm saying? And right. it's, 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 this is a whole lot of red tape and a lot of things that you got to go through. So we didn't know where to start. But we did know that Denver, Colorado was was having, you know, events out there. Like, uh, you know, when they did a recreational thing, when they, when, they, when they came recreational in Denver and they had the 420 event, we actually went out to the 420 event. Mm. And it was it was amazing. You know, I ain't never seen nothing like that. It didn't feel like we was, we was in the United States of America. <laughs> it was crazy. So... Uh, I mean, we—I mean, we seen lines wrapped around buildings, people standing in lines, and and then when you get to a dispensary, you you went in there, you didn't feel like, you didn't feel like a, a criminal. criminal. Yeah, you know I mean? you, it was a nice, it was a nice place, man. I mean, you had nice service, and it, I mean, you in the line with lawyers and doctors and and school teachers. I mean, it was crazy. And then we see the stacks of money being, I mean, they had stacks of money. They would tell, like, we had our cameras out and they was telling us, look, man, you can film all this, but you cannot film the stacks right. of money going in these safes over here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, it was crazy. So, man, look at all this money being made. And we're looking around and we didn't see too many people that look, you know, like us. Yeah. Don't yeah, see representation. Yeah, right. yeah we, didn't, we didn't see we didn't see that representation. So we was like, well, this, you know, this is this this not right. But right. um so we, we decided when we got back home, we was like, look, man, we need to I mean, we started telling friends and family about what we were seeing in Denver, Colorado, but they wouldn't really you can't really tell people that. They gotta see you for themselves. Right. So my brother was like, look, man, what if we had what if we bring, you know, some entrepreneurs out here to Denver, Colorado? And talk to some of these consultants, the people who actually write the laws, the people that mm -hmm. actually, the, the, the people who the state legislators from across the country fly up and talk to 
and write the laws for their various states? What if we go to these same people and tell them our plight and say, hey, look, we don't know how to get into the business. We need we need your help. And what if we take business people up there and show them the industry, peel the layers back, let them see how dispensaries run, let them see growth facilities, let them see all this type of stuff and, and then actually get the whole game on how to set up in your in various states. What do we do that and, and and turn it into a business model? I was like, man, that's a that's a great idea. What are we gonna call it? Well, you know, well, no, I, I didn't. I can't come up with anything. When I was just listening to Napoleon Hill one night, and I said, you know what? Smoke and grow rich. <laughs> Smoke and grow rich. You know? Which I think is a phenomenal name, by the way, when you and I connected. And I was like, I was like, yeah, Tariq, yeah, Tariq would do that. <laughs> yeah. And I called my brother, I say, look, I got a name. Smoke and grow rich. He said, by golly, I think you got it. You know? that's, right. what he, that's what they told him when he came up with his title. Smoke and grow rich. Same exact conversation. So, uh, you know, because the whole thing is, if you understand smoke and grow rich, the number, the, the, the first law was the law of the mastermind. You mm -hmm. know, so, so the mastermind is when a group of like-minded people come together and they focus on doing some type of project or something. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea is if you get a group of people that think the same way, that want to get into this industry, you get them in one location and you start vibing with each other and bouncing ideas off each other during this event, you're going to come up with some projects. You're going to come up with some ideas. You're going to be able to put something together. So that's why we did the Smoke and Grow Rich Tour. You know, and um, like I said, it, it just took off from there. That's amazing. So one of the things, and, and I, I meant to disclaim, so I will do it now. I didn't want to interrupt, but I, I do want to disclaim. So I do have it in the caption. This is for mature audience only. And we are talking about being socially responsible, which is why the show is bringing on what I consider people who are reputable and are professional in talking about legally, legally operating a business. Okay. Because yeah. as we just heard, um, the concern is feds kicking down the door because you didn't file something correctly. <laughs> you didn't put, you know, you don't have the right license and certification and, and, and just share with us um, kind of what should someone be, pre be prepared for? And then I think my next question mm -hmm. is what type of investment should they budget in running an this type of operation? Um. Yeah, so um, Elisa, thank you again for having us. Um, Absolutely, John. And really appreciate being a part of the show. You guys have been doing great work, so you know we're fans as well. Yay! Um, <laughs> season three, season three, by the way, y'all just opened up season three. Oh, really? Yes, um, I wrapped up season two, and I said, "Yo, we over seventy something episodes. I need to chop right. this up." <laughs> season three. <laughs> right. Um, first thing is you kind of want to think about how do you want to position yourself in the cannabis industry? Because again, we were uneducated. We didn't know anything. Um, I worked in socially oriented finance. Me and my brother had done real estate deals. That's when that dude go from an air mattress to a mansion in a year. So yes, the real estate expertise, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen it like that's, that's facts. Um, he's the one who broke me into entrepreneurship. I quit my job. I was like, nah, I don't need to ever work again. Watching this guy come up. So um, we looked at the cannabis industry in two parts. One is the, 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 the marijuana side of the industry, which is, you know, recreational medical. 
And that's the side of the industry that is kind of fastly approaching 33 states, um, have either one or the other. All 50 states through the Farm Bill opened up to him. So if you did not want to get into the marijuana side, which is kind of where the Southeast kind of fits right now, except for Florida, there was mm-hmm. the hemp industry. And what we found out about the hemp industry is that you can make almost two different products, 200 different products from hemp, and that hemp was a major cash crop even during slavery era. So mm-hmm. when we sat back and looked at it, we were like, okay, all right, this hemp thing. Been using Dr. Broner's soap for six years, and on the front of Dr. Broner's it says 20 to 1 hemp. And I never even knew what that meant. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's how far gone we were. We had no idea that hemp was that big of a product. So wow. for the Smoke and Grow Rich tour, what we wanted to make available for people is that it didn't make sense just to have a tour focused on the medical marijuana and the marijuana side of it. Because a mm-hmm. lot of people still, even, even though 33 states have opened up, the legislation still isn't there to make it a Denver or to make it a, you know, a California. So because that is kind of being barred from a lot of people's view, we wanted to make sure we let people see that the hemp side is wide open. And not only do states accept it, five years before the Farm Bill passed, colleges were already researching the various products you can make from it. Right. So all you have to do in some of the southern states is just partner with the college, have a farming background, and have the land be fenced in, and you can start growing. That's some of the southern states, not all of them. So when you look at the barriers to entry for guys who were interested in getting into the industry but didn't necessarily want to have to kind of take on the the field of growing and have to not only grow, manufacture, and operate a dispensary, the hemp industry was a way more attractive to a lot of people that were in the South. Now, mm-hmm. for people who were in the Midwest and the West Coast, they chose, of course, you know, the recreational marijuana because it's there. Um, it's fast moving, it's exciting. The barrier to entry is much higher, but people tend to be a little bit more creative when it comes to that because if the state is willing to give you the license, now all you have to do is find the property and the funding. So it, it just so people get a full clear picture, Smoke and Grow Rich is not just about the dispensary side. It's about the hemp manufacturing, the product manufacturing, and then the dispensary side if that is available to you in your area. So just to kind of bring that on the table, if you're doing a, if you truly want to get into the hemp industry, um, the barriers to entry are pretty low depending on where you are and, and what states you're in in the South. Um, if they allow you to grow it, you just have to grow guidelines on your Department of Ag's website and you can talk about what that needs to be done. That's not two, $300,000 you can you know, easily move forward. You can do it with as little as $2,000 if you already have the land. And, and that's, you- what, that's what I wanted to ask. I'm glad yeah. you pointed it out because you know, especially when we are inviting people to come on board, get a, you know, uh, I, I think I'm quoting you at $21 billion is this industry, yeah. right? And yeah. growing. And that's by 2022, right? 2022, right. it's projected to be $21 billion. Absolutely. I mean, since it's since it started to roll, that's the questions that I've been getting. I've been getting the calls. I literally got this call. Uh, the other day from someone who is looking to acquire land and said, what do you think, Lisa? I'm thinking about getting, I'm thinking about pulling money from my IRA Mm -hmm. (laughs) to invest in this. Mm -hmm. And so 
I wanted to, you know, make sure that we are we're we're being we're being very raw and real with people in terms of the amount of money vested. I know when we talk residential, we like to quote and say as little as three percent down. So for you to say as little as two thousand dollars, I think some people get it. I think that'll, you know, y'all got some tax refund money coming to you. Um, <laughs> now's a, a time you should start exploring some alternative options and creating uh, streams of income. So. With that being said, did you want to expand on that? Because I, you know, I look, we just gonna have a conversation. We will converse, brothers. Right? Because right? I don't want to get, I, I want to give people an overview to the tour. Like, so I, Please, I, I really okay. do want to expand on it just a little bit. Good. And one of them is that through the farm bill being passed, a lot of people don't understand what that did. So, um, Kentucky, <laughs> one of the most right wing states in the United States is actually spearheaded the farm bill with the hemp being placed in. The reason they did it is because the tobacco industry had been ravaged throughout the South <laughs> and the cotton industry is on its way down. We mm. can't manufacture cotton as cheaply as China can. So right. it was nowhere to go for Southern states agricultural. Their, their fields were drying up. People were losing land left and right. African-American farms have dried up at a rate that I won't even quote to you because it will make you cry. Mm. They have been colleges that have come out and said to you, if you just use our college land grant status, we can help you keep your land. And a lot of farmers just were scared. They were uneducated. They didn't know how to apply for the programs. And white farmers ended up doing it. Mm. So our people, uh, there's a place in South Carolina, Santee, they've probably been about, about 3 to $4 million worth of land taken over by a sod company that was black farmland. Hmm. So one of the things we wanted to really participate in on that side is, especially from an economic development, is taking rural and small counties that already have the farmland and you already have the farming expertise and give them the training they need to be able to grow. Give them the proper documentation, the proper guidelines, the proper SOPs to help them grow. USDA can now get involved with you because of the farm bill, because it's no longer classified as a schedule one narcotic. The USDA can actually show you how to grow it. They can help you grow it. You mm -hmm. just have to know who to go to, who to talk to, and how to talk to them the right way. Okay. If you go in there and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm about to grow some hemp, man, in my backyard. Did you, you know, they automatically go shut you down. They don't, yeah, that's not the way to do it. There's a certain <laughs> script you have to read. There's a certain way you have to approach it. So being able to take a small rule or even, you know, family land that people have, they have 15 acres sitting with trees on it. Farm the trees, make your money from the trees. Take some of that profit and till the land, till the land, get it ready for farming crops, and then take your IRA and invest in the infrastructure. So, I mean, it, it's a lot of different ways you can structure it depending on how you want to be. Now, if you decide you want to go the dispensary route, yeah, that's two to five million there, baby. Like, there's no way around that. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's no way around that. I mean, we try not to sugarcoat it. I don't want nobody walking away with diabetes, you know, after I speak. You know, it is the real raw deal. The God truth is you don't have two to five million or you can't raise two to five million. The dispensary industry is very tough. Wow. And we see a lot of people suffering in the dispensary industry because they jumped into it with a hundred thousand dollars, got all their licenses, and then all of a sudden they don't have the money to keep going. You can't go to a bank. It's not federally recognized. A lot of people can't right. put their money from the dispensary in a bank, which is why they don't want you showing anything about them safes that my brother was mentioning. Nah, I can't show the pictures of the safe. So and actually, 
And John, I wanted to share just to, I want to expound on that because right now there is legislation and meetings that are happening in California of how can we bank this business because oh, they yeah. are losing the revenue. Oh yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. this is how do we bank this? <laughs> how do every, we support this? And, and every it's, small bank in America is fighting over it right now. I mean, there was an ad two weeks ago, Warren Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway are like, they're ready to fight the federal government to be able to bank this. I mean, everybody is chomping at the bit to bank because you mm. take somebody who's making $3 million a month cash and being taxed out of the wazoo. Well, that could be 50, $60 million worth of deposits because they're going to turn around and leverage your $3 million in cash a month. So banks are looking for your deposits so they can lend to get your deposits. It's a, right. I mean, it's, it's a natural maturation for the banks. Like I have to have this industry. So, and this is before it explodes. You know, imagine when it becomes federal and you have Marlboro and Budweiser coming in and buying up every small independent dispensary in the country. It's going to be mm -hmm. millionaires made overnight. You mm -hmm. don't make a million dollars by owning a million dollar business. You make a million dollars by selling a million dollar business for five. So that's <laughs> what a lot of people don't understand as well. Like just because you own a dispensary don't mean you're a millionaire. So it, it, it's a little bit more to the game than that. And the Smoking Grow Rich tool was really to help people understand that this is a legitimate business. Right. It's not something you're going to quit your job, grow some weed <laughs> in your porch, and then sell it to people. It doesn't work like that. There's a lot of licensing. There, I mean, you'll be surprised some of the questions we get now. That is not a made-up scenario. Somebody said no, that. No, I, and I, that's why I'm so happy you said that, because we have to we have to – this is the whole point of our platform, is really taking those concepts. And you said something very important, and I'm an advocate of this, learning how to code switch. You said there's a certain language oh, yeah. that we should be speaking. And so here as we converse, you notice that we code switching, right? We know when we address in our, our jargon with our people. But now you're saying we're, we're having this conversation in a very formal, in a very uh, professional and sophisticated manner so that people can hear that this is how you need to present. You better because um they're not going to take you seriously. I can promise you that. This is a legitimate industry. People don't realize if you come on this tour, what will blow your mind is that people are running 500 dispensaries within the same two, three mile radius from each other. Some are across the street from each other and people are seriously walking in and out like it's a regular business. Like it's hard for a lot of people to fathom that. It's like going to a CVS or Starbucks. Like it's not. It doesn't have the stigma that a lot of people think when you, especially if you live in one of the southern states and you got that real nasty weed. Oh, no. Uh -uh. Y'all going to jail. Like Even when we wear our promotional material, people just look like, that ain't legal here. I said it's on a cap. It's not real weed. Like It's, it's, just, a, it's just a cannabis flower. Like, it's, right. I don't have any I, weed on I, it. I also, it was the same with me too. As I, as I dared to do something, as I dared to market this and promote this, you know, Tariq is like my brother. So I said, you know, when he broke it down to me, I said, oh, you you quoting facts and statistics and, and bills. I said, absolutely. We need to be talking about this. But I also shared with him that if our councilman here had a meeting with the board of realtors and said, y'all need to jump in this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, OK. This is something we need to be discussing in a public forum and an arena so people can now do exactly what you said, get rid of the stigma, because that's what blocks us. That's what blocks our money. We have stigma about things that we've been doing culturally as a people. Right. And then when people get hit to it, we go, oh, you know, you know, we talk about 
the culture vulture, but it's like, no. And that's why I respect what you're saying right now. You're saying, no, we've created a format to really culture shock you and show you how other people are making money off of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's needed. People have to see that it's real. We're organizing a meeting now in South Carolina with senators offices, doctor's offices, public opinion, county councils. I mean, we're having everybody come out to understand that hemp is not marijuana. Like, let's get that on the table first. The, the flip side is because of the farm bill, people are way more receptive than they've ever been because they're actually 30, excuse me, four farmers got ruined because of the hurricanes here in South Carolina. There are 36 farmers in the state of South Carolina actively growing hemp as we speak. Wow. And wow. Some, some totals we've seen is up to $60,000 an acre. Wow. So question, especially as we're on the topic of farming hemp, because I, I've got access to some land down in that area, actually. Okay. So personal cool. question, a personal question, professional question, right? So um, is there some something specific in the zoning that I'm looking for? I know agricultural, right? Is there something else that has restrictions, zoning restrictions that would not allow me to do this? Um, right. Do I have to check with county uh, uh, park and recs about what restrictions they have on, on growing? Yes. Yeah, so and this is for someone who has raw land, hasn't, not a farmer, right? Now they want right. to be a farmer. Right, right, right. And that's, um, what the USDA and Department of Agriculture are for. A lot of people don't realize these agencies are to take people who don't farm and to get them into farming. Not only are we are a lack of hemp farmers, food shortage in America is ridiculous. Um, it, 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 it will blow your mind just to learn about how little food we actually grow in the United States. Right. Wow. So, and let me just, and John, I just want to just, because this is, this is a literacy platform. We are using the term or acronym USDA, which stands for the United States Department of Agriculture. Okay. So just want to make sure, uh, cause I know we we're having this conversation and, you know, we're throwing out these terms loosely, but for our listening right. audience who have, are, are, have no awareness, and that's what this is about, empowering you with the language, the vocabulary. So when you connect with people like John and Tariq, uh, you, you know, you know, but also don't ask the, don't be ashamed to, to ask the questions. Yeah. You're not yeah. supposed to know everything. <laughs> yeah. We had, um, we just got reached out to by a lady from, from New Mexico and she is native American. Um, you know, New Mexico, Arizona, Pueblo Indians. I mean, there's a huge amount of native American presence in that area. And they just kind of realized that, wait a minute the United States Department of Agriculture and the Department of Ag are actually two different agencies within the state. Mm -hmm. So they were able to look at funding pools and structuring for both agencies. So both agencies will help service you. And especially right now on the forefront of the hemp side, they haven't even finished their hemp budgets. So for mm -hmm. you to come in and have an intelligent conversation with them, and to really know not only what the market is, but what you plan to do with the crop. Mm. They, they, I mean, they're looking at you completely differently because they're not educated on this as well. They know right. what the farm bill means, but they don't really know the end uses of the product. So, mm. I mean, I mean, just the other day, Tyree came to me, brand new use. He's like, oh, yeah, it makes a biodiesel. I was like, a biodiesel? <laughs> I could put it in a diesel truck? He was like, nah, I make oh, a my goodness. We went Listen through, to that. Yeah, we Listen went through to that, that, videos and we were like, oh, it makes a great biodiesel. 
So wow. I mean, and people are just finding more and more uses. A lot of people don't know Henry Ford's personal vehicle was made out of hemp. The fibers yep. of hemp First actually hemp make it plastic. Yep. Yeah, the hemp car. Wow. Yeah, yeah, the I want to shout out to ERG Enterprises who says like and share, share this information so people know what's going on. We are on with Tariq Bay and John Gathers of the Smoke and Rich Grow Tour. They are consultants and I'm, I'm being filled right now. Like, I, I, you know, I'm super agent and I, you are really powering me up right now. I also want to uh, highlight this comment that ERG says. He says, time for black farmers to switch crops. <laughs> yeah, oh, most definitely. Oh, most yeah, definitely. 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 Most definitely. <laughs> you know, and that depends on, well, some people ask me how much money can you make growing hemp. I mean, it depends on what you're growing it for. You got to know before you put that seed in the ground, what's going to mm. be in use. Are you growing it for the fibers? Are you growing it for cotton? Are you growing it for fuel? Um, the most, the most, uh, Profitable use of hemp or um, of, of uh, hemp right now is to make CBD oil. Mm. Now CBD oil, if you're going to make CBD oil, you can possibly make up to sixty thousand dollars per acre with your, with your crop. You know what I mean? So it just depends on what you're going to be growing it for. So that's part of the uh, benefits of coming to the tour. We'll 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 have experts to show you. Look, man, this is what you need to be growing it for. And and also you have to have a, a an agree. You should have an agreement in place before you put that seed in the ground, knowing who you're going to have process your uh your your crop. You know you know. So we working with we working deals right now. That's we're 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 trying to put processing facilities across the United States. And um, so we're looking for partners. We're looking for landowners and, and put, put together pharma co-ops. We're working with uh, the minorities for medical marijuana who are uh, based out of Florida, but they're real big into the hemp game. You know what I mean? So we are actually forming the right strategic partnerships, the masterminds that's needed to make this happen. So, yeah, if people need to understand you can make money. It just depends on what you're growing. And if you're getting, like, for instance, you're growing it for, uh, to make uh cotton like not cotton um clothes and stuff like that like my brother told you um china has that game on lock but but this is one of the one of the positives you can take from the donald trump uh presidency is the tariffs that he's put on china yeah because he yeah. because of the tariffs now the hemp farmers in america are able to actually compete because they they're not getting priced out anymore you yeah. know what I mean? So that's one of the benefits that he, you know, I hate to say, but that's one of the things that's happened because of his presidency was the tariffs on China. So keep the tariffs on China you know, <laughs> on the hip pocket, you know. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So, and there, there's, there's a question, there's a question coming through about, and, and I, this is where I was going with investments. So we started, we said with $2,000, right, actively uh, farming and then to dispensary, dispensary, Running your own dispensary, dispensary. Yeah. Okay, two million to five million, right? So, for someone who may wants to, it, I would say doing it via stock investment, stock market. Is there something? Are there companies that you are seeing might go IPO with? They're now putting money or pooling money together to help the farmer and help this, you know, the manufacturing, the operation. Do we know of that yet? Do we? So um, right now, the only advice I can give on that, I, I, I'm not trying to find um, a, a good SEC lawsuit for giving somebody stock advice without being a broker. So we're gonna, I'm right. going to say this very gingerly. 
Wonderful. Looking at the stocks that you want to be able to invest in, make sure that you understand what the company is doing long term vision. And I'll just give you a specific example. This is not advice. This is an example. There's a group called Canopy Green. Canopy Green is actually doing the exact same model from a $6 billion balance sheet, which is we're looking for hemp farmers, we're looking for hemp manufacturers, and we're just basically buying you up because you had the, the, you know, the guts to do it. But if you're actually doing it and you're profitable and you're a pioneer, we're willing to pay you for taking that risk. So if you wow. look at a group like Canopy Green and you actually believe in the hemp industry, then just pay attention to the, them putting $500 million in the American hemp market. So if you really want to look at the stocks that you choose to invest in, research the company, because there is no McDonald's in the American stock market right now. All these companies are Canadian companies or some are Australian and European companies that are forming conglomerates and partnerships. And they're coming over and they're saying we're going to buy every resource we can in America. China just put in a bid to buy the most real estate that in American history as one entity. There's a Chinese group that came together, a consortium. And they just understand what's about to happen. You're going to need the space to grow. You're going to need the retail fronts and you're going to need some place to live. So they're just buying up property in all the states that decided they're going to go wreck or medical. So everybody's participating in this but us. But us. Wow. Let that not happen, folks. Come on now. You got my number. You got the you're now connected with John and Tariq to learn more and sign up for the tour. I want you to share when, when's the next tour coming up and learn and sign up at smokeandgrowrichtour.com. Again, that is smokeandgrowrichtour.com for our radio listener listening audience. We'll go ahead and drop the caption in the, uh, the link in the caption uh, when you are listening to our replay, but definitely available now for you to sign up. When's the next tour? Yeah, so April 17th through 19th is the tour. And it's going to be in Denver, Colorado, because like I said, Denver, Colorado is the Silicon Valley of the game. Got to see it. So uh, if, if all, 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 all your experts are out there, um, not to take anything from California, you guys <laughs> got it going on down there too. But when, when, when you know, they, like I said, it's, it's Denver got a lot. A lot, a lot of teachers out there. So yeah, so April 17th through 19th, it's going to be a three-day event. Um, like I said, the first day you're going to get there. Um, you you know, we, we, we take you on a tour bus. We take you to, uh, uh, you get to see a growth facility, see how that whole process goes. Um, you get to see the product from the genetics aspects of it, how they get the different strands. We're talking about the, med- I mean, the marijuana medical recreational side. And then you're going to be able to see uh, a dispensary, a couple of dispensaries, the whole operations on how, how the dispensary is put together, how it's run. So you get to tow those things. The next two days is going to be just jam-packed full of basically a two-day uh, seminar event. Uh, one day we're gonna. One day we're gonna be focusing on the uh, medical and um, recreational marijuana aspect of the uh, industry, and then the, the next day, following day, we're gonna be talking about the hemp industry. So we're gonna. You, you're gonna get it all. You're gonna be able to understand. You'll be able to understand. Look, if I'm in this state, this is what I have to do. If I want to get into this matter, the, the marijuana part, I gotta. You know, this is what I need to do. Or if I want to get to the hemp part, now on the on the marijuana part. I know for a fact that some states have, for instance, some states have a $10,000 non-refundable 
license application fee. It's not refundable. So if you don't dot your I across the T properly, mm -hmm. you're out $10,000. So you want to make sure you got everything on the application filled out the right way that you got all your ducks in a row. Uh, one of the benefits of coming to the tour that we have some of the top people in the industry that will actually partner with you for a percentage of the deal, like 10%, they'll put their name and they'll leverage their, their uh, you know, what they got going on as far as their, 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 their name and their experience in the game. So it'll help that license get approved. If a, if a state official is looking at your license versus looking at somebody else who don't have that, you have, you know, you have a better shot of getting your license approved. So we, we, we even provide stuff like that on the tour. Um, mm -hmm. As far as um, we also, we, we also, we working on having a, a couple of uh, private lenders. You can't get money from banks. Like my brother told you, but private money, this whole industry was founded on private, private money, private yeah. equity. Banks. Yeah, mm -hmm. banks funded this industry, so private money. So we we working on have a, some private money uh, lenders in the building. Um, now, as far as and I think we talked about this too, Lisa. Like, like if someone were to get a license to, for instance, to open up a growth facility or uh, uh, some type of cultivating facility, and they need to have a some type of warehouse space. What's going on is you start you're starting to see that uh, investors are going in purchasing warehouses. Uh, and then they are leasing it for three to five times market rent to uh, people in the industry. So it's a lucrative business model. So you got we have lenders that actually lend on those type of properties. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's this whole game is wide open and this is the type of resources that we bring into the table. So hopefully these masterminds, or a couple of you know, like minded people come and we'll put together. Don't ever worry about where the money's going to come from. Oh, get the knowledge, get the information, because money is always looking for the person that know how to put the deal together. Exactly. Well said, John, you wanted to you wanted to make a comment. Yeah. And, and, and another thing, too, um, the industry is wide open let's say you're not interested in hemp or marijuana somebody okay. needs to transport between the dispensary and the grow facilities somebody's gonna have to do security somebody's gonna have to do data analytics somebody's have to do accounting somebody has to be the lawyer for this industry i mean the entire this is an economic development ecosystem this is not just <laughs> do i want to you know smoke a little weed or do i want to grow a little hemp it is way bigger than that Thank you. Thank you for saying that, because that's exactly what the platform of Ready, Set, Real Estate is about to show. Real estate is global from the people that build it, lay the foundation, install the, the windows, the doors, run the water, the electricity. Correct. This is what I'm trying to get people to realize. If you're not trying to do sales as a professional, there's title insurance, escrow officers, attorneys, there's TCs, there's all these back off office people and i'm just gonna say back office but they're really the people in the forefront that are making it happen yep. and this industry is 1.3 trillion dollars annually annually and i'm not just talking about oh the real estate professional buyer and seller no cut that out y'all stop that that's foolishness right john just hit a perfect point and i want to say that because of the value you're providing. ERGJ is inviting you to be a guest on his show, which is the Black Money and Power Show tomorrow. He said he'd like to feature you on his 420 Weed webinar in April. You see? You see how that works? We working, y'all. Yeah. Appreciate it, Lisa. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Appreciate, appreciate them. Yeah, but that is the biggest part of the ecosystem that people are missing. 
is that this is a industry like when Boeing comes to a place, Boeing employs maybe 200 people, but they bring right. 400 suppliers that employ thousands of people. So, it, you know, that's the way you got to have to look at this, like just because there's a dispensary in your area, somebody still has to secure it. Somebody has to do the data analytics. Somebody has to watch the money. Somebody has to ship the product. I mean, you could just somebody has to clean it. One of the biggest untapped markets in the dispensary industry is cleaning the dispensary. They have to be spotless. Wow. I mean, spotless. Wow. So, I mean, you know, it's again, it's just, you know, coming to the tool will give you insights. It, it blew my mind. It blew my brother's mind. We came back. I'm talking about we were calling everybody we knew. Like, yo, listen, listen, <laughs> you know, you gotta get it. And we were like, you know what? Everybody was like, ah, it sounds good. I'm like, you know what? They didn't see it. They have mm. to come out here and see it. This is not a webinar you can do. This is not a tool. We can just give you a PowerPoint and walk you through it. You have to see this industry working for yourself to actually believe like, oh, my God, I actually have some skill sets that I can bring to this industry right now. It sounds like you just you just employed a whole bunch of unemployed people right now. <laughs> I'm hey, if I heard the same thing, I don't you know, I don't know, but if I heard the same thing, I just heard that you create this was this is job creation for people who are sitting on the couch or at home saying, I'm waiting. I don't know what I should do. Right. You right. Know? They <laughs> won't you. accept me because I can't get something expunged <laughs> off my record. We, or we met, a, we met a lot of butt tenders. <laughs> we met a lot of trimmers and butt tenders. People who had no job, they trimming plants and butt tenders. You believe that? Yeah. Believe that? Yeah, they're doing pretty good for themselves. You know? We Listen met a guy to- who was a lawyer who decided he was going to quit law and be a marijuana tasting connoisseur so he goes around to your dispensary smokes your bud gives feedback on it and gets paid (laughs) you just you got to come out the different to see it you're not gonna believe it any other way you're just not and oh oh yeah excuse me culinary arts the cooks out there who can cook with the product (gasps) hello i forgot about that right Yeah. People who waking and baking and having your breakfast brownie. Oh but not God. just that. They're using the CBD oils now. They, yeah, they're using the CBD yeah, oils as well. Without the people who don't want the hot. Yeah, without the tea. Like right now, I went to the juice bar this morning. There was, and this, we're in Georgia, so you ain't no TAC in it. So they having shots. It was shots of TAC uh, or CBD oil for 6050 cents for shots, like low Ooh. shots. Is and, and, it was, and it was selling out. People was lined up for it. So this whole this whole industry, the CBD, and we ain't even talked about the CBD industry. That's right. crazy. Right. That's, that's a whole industry. Itself. Right. I was going to say that. I mean, you were focusing on all these uh, just real opportunities, and that we see coming. Like it's here. It's it's here. It's here. Oh yeah. It's, it's here. here, folks. When you start hearing politicians and legislation and banks and all people are trying to rewrite laws and guidelines for it, yeah. it's here. It's, it's here. That that is that is a hundred percent fact. People don't understand. Once the federal government gets involved, the opportunity is flowing as fast as possible. Like people don't understand when cryptocurrency hit the streets, it was on the streets for four years. When the SEC got involved, people were like, oh, "Okay, now it's real, real." Right. This industry is real, real right now. They're just trying to catch up to it with the laws. This industry is making millionaires left and right. Wow. And that's so funny because that's, you know, 
and that's that's been our mindset you know those who we collectively support uh on the show millionaire billionaire levels right because we know that currency has the ability to give back to the communities and the underrepresented and the people that we're seeking to help and empower and serve and and close that that wealth gap and really infuse prosperity into people to know that this is something this is your divine right oh yeah. you don't get more divine than natural crops oh yeah <laughs> So, and, and Lisa, this is a tidbit for you. I want you to take this and run with it. You get, okay. you get, you get this one because you was a sister I love. <laughs> okay. Economic Federal Opportunity Zone. Please right. take your time and look those up, find those in your area, because you can do a development deal at a tax deferred rate. We're not going to get too deep into that. That's a whole nother show. I'm well, actually having a show on Opportunity Zone, so yes. Please do, and um, I may have some people, because it was spearheaded out of South Carolina. A lot of people don't know that. Senator Tim okay. Scott is the one who spearheaded the legislation on the federal level. It's the reason it's in every state. Um, we're working with his office right now to do one where my family is actually from in the county where my mother's family is from. So that is um, when you combine the Opportunity Zones with the hemp and marijuana industry, it's like the federal government is telling you, look, we need you to get rich right now. Get rich as fast as you can before we put these laws in place. We won't make you rich no more. Do it right. now. It, right. it, I mean, because it's it, almost like carte blanche, man. Right. Because yeah. the Opportunity Zone actually was just revised. Uh, I believe it was October 2018, October, November. Um, and one of the things when, when we talk about agricultural real estate opportunity zones <laughs> and this opportunity with farming hemp, and here's it's so funny what they're what they how they remap or classify what is an opportunity zone. Yeah. Listen, y'all come on, folks. I need yeah. you to pay attention. I need you to pay attention. Yeah. But also, some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. Oh, if you don't, I'm getting rich. I, I can't wait. You know, <laughs> <laughs> me and my brother sitting right here right now. Like, look, I'm giving you this one lap. It's the Jeff Bezos model. I'm telling you this for the last time. If you don't get on the train, it will leave without you. Mm. So don't be Jeff Bezos' lawyer who didn't give him the $70,000 when Amazon started. Mm. And now he's still working, looking in the mirror every day like, could have been a billionaire. Could have, would have, should have. And see, that's, that's us just kind of rewriting our own subconscious programming about money, about opportunities. And let me say this more importantly about trusting, edifying one another. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Trusting edify with one another, collaborating, right? That that has been our biggest issue. So Oh, I bring a white man every meeting with me just to build credibility. I mean, it's just Isn't I mean, it so it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny cuz I I mean, I've had that experience, you know, I was featured on before I got my own show and I was on the next radio show and next this this and that. You know, I'm the only one in the country, possibly world, that is teaching children real estate. All right, have the books, curriculum, foundation right. that is real estate focused for ages 11 and up, time tested and proven. I'm the only one that does that. Right. When I came out, people said, wonderful, right? When I came out 2015, however, there was no credibility until I actually got on a show with a white woman. And she said, you know what? I went to European boarding school and I actually never was taught real estate, even at a European boarding school. Yeah. So then people go, oh, Wow, you're on to something. What's wrong with us? <laughs> and, and you know, and honest to God, truth is, if you are any type of intellect or you really believe in your own success, that shouldn't bother you at all. I know a lot Absolutely. of people were bothered by that, but my mentor told me a long time ago, when you play chess, you don't complain about how the pieces move, you just move them. So, That's right. 
you know. And I and I love that. And I receive that. And for those who who are aspiring millionaires and billionaires, uh, it is definitely a different territory and arena that I it, this is the wild idea concept. And I call the spirit of business. Right. Wild idea concept and spirit of business. You jump in and you say, I'm not concerned with anyone around me for me. I jumped in a full fledged costume cape and I did it for our children. I did not care what anyone thought, right. said or did as a result of me doing that. And that's why you were successful doing it. That's what it takes. I've driven Uber. I've worked menial jobs. I've turned around and worked construction 16 hours a day to my hands got raw. I mean, it, it, it doesn't bother me at all because I know where I'm going. Like these are just stepping stones. And a lot of times those same experiences taught me way more than my successful experiences did. Like I learned Absolutely. how to treat people working construction. I learned how to be a better man working with my hands. So to be able to connect with farmers is just a, a general maturation for me getting to the point where I was like, it's not that different from being a farm owner, like, and actually meeting with them and talking with them. And let right. thing you know, we ended up doing a black farming co-op. So, I mean, it, you know, it's phenomenal. It, don't look at those experiences and go, you know what? I shouldn't have did that. I shouldn't have had to do that. All the white men. No. These are stepping stones that are building character for you to be successful. And every day you wake up, it's just another day to excel at your chosen profession. You just got to do what you got to do to get there. Take pride out of it. Leave it alone and understand that everything you do is set up for you to be successful, no matter how bad it looks. And that's just all it takes. I absolutely loved every every bit of that. John, thank you. As Tariq said, the same thing, the same seeds that we are planting literally the same seeds that we're planting literally figuratively spiritually metaphysically you need to know what the end result will be before you plant that seed the how in between you got consultants that you can hire you can delegate that stuff for the how but you need to know before you plant the seed what is the vision what is the end goal uh Tariq, we're gonna get ready Tariq and john thank you so much um we're, we're yo an hour already we're getting ready to wrap this wow. up wow. and i want to thank you so much for bringing so much value on this show and i think we debunked a lot of misconceptions actually when we first promoted and said yes i'm having a show on weed you know that to get your attention but when as we talk about just really the legalization operation opportunities mm -hmm. and an, an entire new infrastructure that is being born within Oh, yeah. Tariq, please uh, share with us your last CTA with our listening and viewing audience. Uh, CTA call to action is what we like to leave, uh, leave our listening and viewing audience with so that they can take this information and what should or can they do with it? Yeah. So what's the first thing you want to do is you want to go to Instagram, follow us on Instagram. Because that's going to be our main platform. This is going to be like a movie. You're going to see. You're going to see this whole process from how this things. You, next time when you hear about smoking world risk, same time next year, it's going to be one of the biggest ed educational event in the country. So we, we we we're really on the mission to 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 really get people into the industry. Second thing you want to do is go to uh, smokeandgrowrichtour.com and uh submit put in put in your uh, information and push the submit button that way you'll get into our email list and you'll get some information about the tour I'll, you know we'll call you back we'll break down tell us what part of the if you're interested in coming tell us what part of the industry 
that you want to focus on, whether it be the hemp side or the marijuana side. Let us know what you want to do. Then we'll cater to, to, to your needs. And then second thing you want to do is read Napoleon Hill's Steak and Grow Rich. And write down your goals and objectives. Have a definite chief aim. Have an objective of what you're trying to do for two, 2020 and beyond. Because like my brother said, do not miss the boat because it's moving without you. Man. Tariq, uh, the Instagram is what is, or what's oh, yeah, the, sorry, yeah, so the Instagram is, uh, is Smoke and Grow Rich, at Smoke and Grow Rich. Follow us on Instagram. Got it. At Smoke, so you IG, Smoke and Grow Rich. Smoke and Grow very, Rich. Very, very easy steps, y'all, to stay connected, learn, especially as you watch. You know, I know how folks like to do. They want to sit on the sideline and watch. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can watch on IG, or you can do something by signing up at SmokeAndGrowRichTour.com. Like you said, they'll stay connected, answer the questions, express your interest, and just take that next step and learn, learn. John, your parting words, please. Um, just two calls to action for me. Um, one, don't believe a word that me or Tyreek have told you. Don't believe it. Go research it for yourself. That's the number one call of action. The second call of action is go home, look at your family, look at yourself in the mirror if you don't have a family, and go Am I worth taking my life to the next level? Because mm. this is the dot-com boom when it started. This is the industrial revolution era that we didn't get a chance to participate in. This is going to be the next major industry in America. I don't care what anybody says or thinks. It is. And it's just time to decide, am I ready to make that move? Because if you're not, no harm, no foul. Catch the next wave if there is one. And if you are, just decide in your mind that it's time that I take action. Phenomenal. Brothers, I thank you. This was so much fun. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. This was so much fun. Educational. And again, my CTA is always, remember, this show supports Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation, where we seek, teach, and empower youth ages 11 to 17 with real estate terms, concepts, and careers as an alternate pathway to success. Make sure you're subscribed to the show on radio podcasts everywhere. You're subscribed on YouTube, type in Ready, Set, Real Estate, hit that like button, make sure you turn on the bell and stay connected as we continue to grow the platform and grow opportunities. If you are a business also looking to be featured on our show, please connect with us because this is somewhere you can reach over millions and really locally, 12,000 immediately. And then we scale using our radio platform for millions. This is how we do it, y'all. All right. We get ready to close out. I trust you guys are going to have a powerful and productive week. Make sure you do something with the CTAs that Tariq and John have shared with you. We'll see you next week on another powerful episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate.